0: Like how you decide which sperm to use, the cold, hard truth of fertility, your reality of dating as a single mother who doesn't have a co parent to rely on for occasional childcare,
1: and what it's actually like
0: to parent as an SMC. This is the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice podcast. Welcome back, Pod. Aisha and I have taken some time over the holidays to plan some exciting new content for this season of the podcast. I cannot believe we're in season three, by the way. That's (laughs) completely nuts. We also wanted to announce that we have a special e-guide that we released this past December. Signing up for our mailing list at mochasmc.com, you can get a free copy of the e-guide.
1: Yeah, we're excited about the e-guide. The e-guide is meant to kind of be a girlfriend's guide to getting your head in the game, right? And so, Harry and I know from when we started trying to conceive, we had some pretty common questions, and then there are about 7 to 10 common questions that will come up, and that was almost 11 years ago, and we're finding that it is still the same 7 to 10 questions that come up, Mm -hmm. and so we really wanted to, to help proactively get in front of these questions. And so we put together the e guide to help people get their heads in the game for this whole SMC trying to conceive process. And it is a head thing that you have to get your head around. You have to know what your end goal is. And so we put all of this really good information into the e guide. So we hope that you sign up at mochaSMC.com and download your own.
0: And also, I think it's also helpful to do some pre-work before you come to these spaces so that the questions you ask can be a little bit more targeted and not necessarily the same question that some of these communities have seen over and over and over again. So yeah, check it out. We hope you like it. So in this first episode, we wanted to discuss a few things that have come up in all the spaces over the holidays, as well as check-in in in the past few months to see how it's gone for us as Mocha SMCs. So before we dive into some topics, how's, how's it been? Like what's going on in your world?
1: So, Hera, I am literally in survival mode right now. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> so the holiday season was really rocky and the New Year's got off to a pretty crappy start, too. And I can't even say really how I feel because there is no one emotion um, right now that captures, you know, feeling overwhelmed at having the children suddenly home with you for four weeks while you're trying to work and catch up on work that you were behind on, but you're secretly glad that the children are home and safe with you from Omicron, but also feeling super sleepy and weepy because the mild weather has caused your allergies to flare up, but also Uh, disappointed with work and the continued microaggressions against Black women. And then, shaking my head, you know, the week of school closures due to snowstorms and COVID mm -hmm. exposures at daycare, and now we're currently quarantining and I'm quarantining with two healthy and energetic children there's not one emotion <laughs> it's
0: all the things that's there the things.
1: to capture it so I I know many parents out there are like me where the next wave of something that happens you're just shaking your head you're like WTF and you're just laughing hysterically and then you just move on
0: yeah yeah I think it's challenging. I mean, OK, I will say that we've had some gifts and some curses over the past few months. I mean, one thing that's really great is at least our older children are now able to be vaccinated. So that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I think the hard part is that many of my friends who have kids who are my oldest daughter age are just like, oh, we're going to go buck while we can go out now. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I have one that still can't be vaccinated. So right. I have been trying really hard. And I think this has sort of been my mindset for the past At least the past year, you know, the first year, I was like, okay, when's this going to be over? When's this going to be over? And then I got to the point where I was like, okay, I can't just decide that I'm never going to do anything. And so we started taking calculated risks. You know, I've been really big about finding masks that fit my youngest really well because that's been a little bit of a challenge. And also just deciding that we're going to not stop living to a degree. So we did go on a trip after Christmas to go skiing, which was great. Uh and we, you know, we got back and we had a little bit of a scare because I got this like message on my phone that was like, You have been exposed to COVID. <laughs> I was oh, like, awesome. Yes. uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh luckily, you know, we were all fine. But I think that I think the the scary thing is that we just you just never know. I mean, and I will say we also had in our family, one of my extended family had uh what we are now calling COVID Christmas. Oh god, so, she had one person or perhaps multiple people come to the christmas event that she had with covid and her entire family came down with covid and oh, so yeah. i am feeling blessed that that did not happen to my immediate family mm-hmm. but i will say this is just a really strange time we're living in and yeah like you said like if it's not if it's not closing because of snow it's schools are closing because of covid and then you know you're still expected to work so mm-hmm. it's <laughs> just chaos
1: Yeah, the, you know, the undercurrent of life still going on with the added for us on the East Coast, weather related, you know, closures. And now we have, you know, all types of COVID variants, you know, it's just a bit much.
0: The struggle is real. And I am just thankful that, you know, wine and coffee exist because it really just, you know, it fuels mommy. (laughs) especially right now. Yes. All right. So let's dive into some questions. It's, it's been an interesting season. You know, I always say right around the holidays, we get the most interesting, not just questions, but responses from people. I think people just get really all in their feelings in this time of year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of the things that has been interesting is, you know, we have a lot of folks that are talking about when is a good time to TTC and not just for your first child. Some of them are going through having their second children, but let's take age out of the equation for a second, because I know that Aisha and I did a really good YouTube video on this where like, you know, what age is a good age. Uh But I think if you take age out of the equation and we're just talking about, you know, periods of your life, what about you, Aisha? What, What would be your advice for, you know, what, when is a good time? So I think because we get
1: a lot of people in our space that are either mid-career or early career, we do have some retirees, but um, I'm going to respond to this from a career perspective, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. once you're of age, you're out there in the world by yourself, you're working, you have a place to live, then it's like, okay, so what are the other things that I can do in my life? And so for me, I started trying to conceive... Uh, when I was about, well, we're taking age off. So career wise, I started trying to conceive when I had moved into a position that allowed me more autonomy over my schedule. And so this was a leadership position. And I was in a leadership role when I tried for my first and it was fairly easy. I think we get questions that are geared toward, you know, what if you're trying to climb the career ladder and trying to conceive, like, do you take a, do you, do you pause your career? Do you continue to ascend the ladder? Like, what do you do? And so for me, I will say that at the time where I was trying to conceive and trying to navigate my career, I was of the mindset that I never really tied my identity to my career. Like I really had a whole life that I wanted. And so when I thought in terms of the bigger picture, what kind of life I wanted, I stepped out of leadership in order to give myself the space and kind of the balance that I wanted for my life. And so I was in charge of my schedule to some extent. I was, I had hit the ceiling at my job and I was told this is as far as you can go. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then this must be the time for me to try to conceive because, you know, I'm waiting for things to change at at a corporate level and I'm going to utilize this time, you know, to the best of my ability. Now I will say that once I became an individual contributor, I was a bit off the radar at that point. And so I could literally, you know, do five, you know, 6 a.m. appointments when I needed to, right? Because that's when you do your monitoring. So I had to look at the reality of my work situation based on what my total goal was for my life, like, you know, to be able to balance work and family. Um, so now, you know, as an SNC 2 things I need, my job. And my benefits, and yeah. so I'm not trying to take too many steps back, but I did pause and made a lateral move into something that felt more doable for trying to conceive. Um, so, for those that are out there, I would that are asking the question, I would say look at the current company that you're with, what you know about your company, what you know about your industry, and does it can you feasibly put a pause? And then try to conceive and start your family. Or is it that you probably want to consider moving to a company that is more family friendly or moving into a role that is more family friendly? So that's how I approach that, looking at my circumstances. How about you?
0: I was in a much different place with my first daughter than I was with my second with regards to my career. I was much younger And I was on sort of the precipice of a career change. And part of the reason that I was thinking of a career change is that my previous career had not really been conducive to very good work-life balance, right? I was Mm -hmm. working in a place where I couldn't get calls during the day and i was very uncomfortable with doing that and having kids because mm-hmm. if there's an emergency you you know you can't find out about it really as easily right. i made the decision to have a career change right around the time that i started trying for my for my daughter wasn't making a lot uh also was an individual contributor you know so yeah you know working hard as hard as possible but also understanding that i was not really in a hustle period because for me my focus was having my baby so i would say probably when she hit to be a year or two I was like, okay, I'm ready to hustle hard now. You know, she's mm-hmm. old enough where she's not breastfeeding any longer, and uh, I had fully transitioned into a tech career. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in a hustle stage. And I was still pretty much in the hustle stage when my when my youngest came, but I was definitely in a much different financial situation than I was with my first. And I also had intentionally. I knew I was in a hustle phase and I knew that I was uh, at that point a manager and I wasn't necessarily trying to change that because I enjoyed what I was doing. And so I knew that in order to have two, I was like, I'm going to need the help from family. So I made the decision instead of having it be a complete you know, flow instead of hustle in my career, Mm -hmm. I made the decision to just try to be closer to family. I will say though, I knew that having my second It wasn't that I, I was still, I still felt like I was in a hustle period, but I, but I knew that, uh, in some ways it was still going to be a pause because I was very intentional about making sure that I had my full maternity leave, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I wasn't trying to cut corners there or anything. I took the full six months that I was entitled to at the time. And so I think for women, we have to understand that, you know, the companies will always say, oh, you know, we are so open and we are this and that and the third, but you know, that at periods when you're having your babies, you can't go full blast. It's impossible, right? Because you're about to take off a period of time and then your body needs time to recover. And then you also really either from it's your first or your second, you're going to have so much change in your life that it's going to be truly impossible for you to focus and hustle to the degree that you can when you're not in that stage. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage women obviously balance with age, right? But understand that if you have the time to choose and you're in a place where you're comfortable in your career, you know, you're maybe comfortable with your company, that might be a good time, right? Or Mm -hmm. you could also realize, hey, my company has crappy benefits. And that may also be a good time for you to consider, okay, should I move to a new company? Do I have time to move to a new company, get comfortable there before I start trying?
1: When you move to be closer to family, make sure you know who those people are. (laughs) before Mm -hmm. you pick up and move, because Mm -hmm. there are lots of stories out there where people like I picked up and moved. I left my career to be closer to family. And this was a mistake to know Mm -hmm. who your people are before you make that move. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, and I also say it was easier for me to make that decision with number two, because when I had my first, even though I had family that was saying, I'll be supportive. I knew that I had to be okay Being by myself, if everybody vanished. Yeah. Right. And so by the time I went to have my second one, we had already had sort of an established relationship with family and and they had they had already shown up for my first. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit more comfortable making that decision. That said, if they hadn't, you know, I would have just had to make different decisions in my career. Right. Right. Very good.
1: Okay. All right. So let's talk about how we go about announcing the the milestones in our SNC journey. Um, so we are just coming off the holiday break and we will typically through the holidays see a spike in either new people joining the space because they're around family. They people have kids, they want kids of their own. They might be getting uncomfortable questions about, you know, what mm-hmm. have you. So we see such a range of emotions and then we see people who are currently parenting also coming in in an unsteady emotional state because of things they have encountered. So, with all of that being said, let's talk about how we announce these milestones that happen as a, uh, an SMC, whether you're TTCing or
0: parenting. So Hera, what, what are the, what would you identify as the milestones? (laughs) So, okay. So there's first like the announcing the SMC path, you know, telling the people around you who you care about that you are planning to go get a donor or adopt on your own. And this is how you're going to parent solo, right? Without a Uh co-parent. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's the actual announcement, right? The cute Facebook announcement where you have your booties or, you know, whatever you decide to do. Uh And then I think the third one is dealing with the questions from your family with regards to, well, where's the dad. Right. (laughs) And so what I think is interesting, so just to baseline this conversation, you know, we, you and I have been in this for, you know, a decade, a decade Mm -hmm. plus. Mm -hmm. And so I think there is a level of comfort and perhaps, you know, we take for granted the fact that we feel so out about our choice Mm -hmm. and it's become somewhat normalized because we are in communities with SMCs and we are in, you know, online forums and such. So I often just, don't think twice about what people will think, or even just talking to somebody about sperm. Like I know for some people, they're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said it. And I'm like, what sperm, sperm, sperm. Like we talk about it every day. Right? They have one context <laughs> of sperm. Not and of we deal, have right? a right? Yeah. Yes. So, so I, it, it's always interesting to me when women will come to these spaces and they'll be like, well, maybe I'll just tell people I got knocked up at the bar and he left. And I'm like dumbfounded because I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So like, It's more socially acceptable to be like, I had a one night stand and dude left than it is to just say that you went and got some sperm from clean and, you know, sanitized sperm, Uh, STD free
1: sperm. So what are your thoughts on this, Aisha? So, you know, it goes against every bone in my body, having been in the space for, you know, 10 plus years where the, one of the key mantras is tell your kids the truth, tell them often tell mm-hmm. them tell them often as tell them often be honest right and so i you know i cringe when i'm like oh no mm-hmm. you plan on starting this kid's life out as a lie and then how do you untell that lie mhm how do
0: you how especially do you, like with your parents right like that
1: is- right how do you how do you untell that lie and 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 have the child be confident in your your story their conception story yeah. And so, so for me, I'm just like, Ooh, I I would rip that bandaid off sooner rather than later. And let that be your first step in parenting. Right. And it's just like, be honest, be open, be transparent, because at that point it does matter to your unborn child.
0: Yeah. I, I will also say that once you have your babies, I mean, people aren't like on the playground saying, so like, you know, how'd you get pregnant? I mean, it just doesn't come up, right? It's it's not that I hide it, but at the same time, like people are typically not in my business that way. And or, so or people
1: don't really care as yes. much as we like to think that they do. In our head, you know, mm-hmm. there's paparazzi following us, right? <laughs> yeah, right. In the real world, you are a smoke, you know, you're like a a wave of smoke just passing
0: people by. They don't care. And I'll also say like the only truth that you owe the only person or people you owe the truth to in lo- in a lot of detail are your children, right? Yeah. Um, so you can also decide who you're going to say something to or not. I think we just encourage you, if you are going to say something, do not lie, right? Right. Because there's lots of people in my life that, you know, probably do not know that I'm an SMC. I mean, I guess they could just Google me, but like, you know, people that just don't necessarily know, and mm-hmm. they may have made up their own sort of story about what they think happened. And I don't necessarily care either way. But my biggest thing is that people who I know are going to have access to my children, they have to know the truth because I don't want them perpetrating some lie that I told them to my kids Mm -hmm. and then confusing the crap out of my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's all, it's all about the kid. (laughs) Well, and and I think, you know, there is also a there's also tact with when you drop bombs on your family. Yes. And so I think that lots of people might think that it is cute to say something to family over the holidays, but just be expecting that if your family is not aware of this SMC path or even what an SMC is, that may open up a whole can of worms that might not be appropriate to share.
1: Yeah. Again. So, so again, read the room and know your people, right? And so if you're expecting happy responses and you know, Aunt Sandra's going to be there who has her panties in a bunch most of the time. You that, That's probably not the time and not the audience to announce. But also around the holidays, there's a whole bunch of emotions. I mean, there are memes that go around during the holiday season, like protect your peace. This is not <laughs> a, a period where you want to to bear your soul and be one hundred percent vulnerable, unless you know the people are going to be supportive. Now, you know, Hera and I talk. You know, you have some doting parents that are like, "Oh, when are you going to give us a grandbaby?" We don't care. You know how it happens. Just produce a grandbaby. Or you have friends that are just like, you know, who who are familiar with your journey, who are genuinely going to be happy for you. Know who your people are before you make this announcement, and not only that if you're announcing at large family gatherings, you're also taking, absorbing or centering yourself, right? And Mm -hmm. you have to be sure on why you are centering yourself at that particular Mm -hmm. time. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, don't do it. Do it on a random
0: Tuesday in March. Yeah. Don't, don't wait for your sister's rehearsal dinner for her wedding to be like, so guess what? I'm having a baby. Probably not a good. Decision. Probably not the best time. <laughs> All right. So another thing that comes up a lot, and we're kind of going into the season of like the holidays are over now. You know, everybody has to have their thing, like be it Valentine's Day or da da Mother's Day and Father's Day, which mm-hmm. is always very interesting when it happens. So <laughs> the other day in one of the spaces, uh, one of the moms was like, you know, they're having this thing called dudes and donuts at my child's school. And I'm super uncomfortable with this because my child doesn't have a dad. So how would you respond to this Aisha? Well, Hera, you know,
1: my attitude on a lot of this stuff is just like, live your life, right? If you're going to show up, show up. And I I try to focus on what my kids need. And, you know, we don't have a father in our family. So I'm like, do I want a donut today? If I want a donut today, I'm going to go get a donut. If my daughter is like, you know, mom, are you coming to this event at school? I'm going to show up for my kid. Point blank in the story. Now, I do take issue with how antiquated and not inclusive, you know, these events and these terms and these titles are. And so I'm going to have that conversation with the other adults in the situation. So I'm going to have the conversation with the teacher. I'm going to have the conversation with the school. There's nothing lost at putting your, your feelings and your thoughts out there, especially when it creates a more inclusive space for everybody. But for me, if I want a donut, I'm going to go get a donut. And if every man or adult that's in that room is uncomfortable at my presence, you need to ask yourself why you're uncomfortable, but hey, I'm going to get a donut. also
0: be a really great opportunity. There could be some good looking single dads there <laughs> and they're like, how'd you guys meet? Well, see what happened was it was dudes and donuts, but I showed up and he was there. We struck up this conversation. I mean, that could be a really cute story. Yeah. Um, So here's my thought on this. Like, I also agree. I think I really don't like that schools feel the need to push into the family life and and do these things, because I think celebrations like Mother's Day and Father's Day are very much celebrations that should be personal to the family. And I don't really understand what they're doing at school anyway. Mm -hmm. That being said, I will also say, and I think that in the Black community, even historically, the way that we re- view family and raising kids is typically in a community environment. So mm-hmm. I will encourage all SMCs, especially SMCs, but really, you know, coupled parents too. You should take these moments to think about your community and think of ways that you can le- leverage your community and also potential Opportunities to expand your community when things like this occur. Because sometimes my kid will look at me and be like, Mom, I don't want you at dudes and donuts, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and she might prefer her uncle or her grandfather or her cousin, whoever it is, right? Or, you know, her soccer coach, if that's if that's a thing. So I think that sometimes when SMCs get uncomfortable with these days, it might have it might be an opportunity for you to think about who you're surrounding your kids with and Regardless about whether or not you have a boy or a girl, sometimes people feel more of a need to surround their boys by men. I think Mm -hmm. it's really important for parents in general to find healthy adults that are not just them to surround their kids with, because as a mom, I think I'm a damn good mom, but I can't be everything for my kids. I need to leverage my community sometimes and understand that I have my own limitations. So You know, find a dude who likes donuts, who your kids really care about and say, hey, you want to go to dudes and donuts (laughs) and get Mm -hmm. a free donut,
1: right? But, but, you know, and it's also interesting because some people who will have this, this issue, might have like a three-year-old or a four-year-old and it's Mm -hmm. like is your kid really saying mom i have an issue with this or are you really projecting your level of discomfort and insecurities onto your own kid and Mm -hmm. saying like oh well we need to tackle this because my kid is going to be uncomfortable and it's just like okay so two things that i try i'm trying to raise my kids with is that not everybody gets a trophy not everybody gets invited And that's fine. Right. If the world is not going to show up for you, you still have to go on living. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. But also um, the other thing is that use these as opportunities to either engage the kid on their level or engage the adult's on their level. So I remember one time where there was a Father's Day event at my uh, daughter's daycare. And so um, my daughter had already shared her story. So the teachers came to me and asked me, you know, should she make it for you? Should she make it for an uncle or a grandfather? And you, we had a real nice conversation. And so I say, mm-hmm. If you are, and some people will say, I'm the only SMC family in the class, then show up, right? Because your Mm -hmm. presence can make the difference in opening up that conversation. Show up, bring a book, you know, show up, have the conversation, even if it Mm -hmm. makes you uncomfortable. Remember, daycare, you only have one or two years to see these teachers again, but what you're doing is going to have a lasting impact on that entire school community. So show up.
0: Yeah, I think it's also a good opportunity to talk to your kids about- the diversity in families. I mean, mm-hmm. my daughter is eight, and we're starting to have more conversations about different types of families, you know, friends of hers who have blended families, whose siblings go back and forth between a household, or maybe they go, go back and forth between a household. So to them, you know, they may have a mom, a dad, a stepmom, and a stepdad, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've been having a lot of those types of conversations. So if you have an event at school, you know, I would ask my daughter, well, who came? right? Or maybe I came and I looked around and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I got to meet your friend's dads. I got to meet this person that, you know, maybe somebody's uncle or someone's grandfather. So I think it is a good opportunity to also have those conversations with your kids. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we are really excited about the upcoming season. We have some exciting episodes in store for you, and I'll give you a little teaser. We're going to discuss boy moms because this comes up a lot, and we'll have Mm -hmm. some special guests for that episode. We're also going to have an in-depth conversation about raising biracial children because a lot of us have biracial children, Uh, a lot of you have biracial children, um, especially considering the shortage of black donors, which Mm -hmm. will be an ongoing conversation. We are also excited to have a conversation with an egg donor and many other topics that you have asked for over the past year. But as always, if you have others, feel free to reach out to us and give us those as well. Thanks for hanging in there with us. If you want to show your support, please check us out on YouTube and follow us on Instagram.
1: Well, Pod, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, share us with your girlfriends. We'd love to hear your
0: thoughts. So tell us what you thought of this episode on social media. On Facebook, we are at Mocha SMC Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Mocha SMC. You
1: can find additional information on the topics from the podcast at our website at mochasmc.com. Till next time, Pod. Bye now.